Welcome to Your Voice Matters podcast. How your voice and communication help you succeed in life? It's the burning question of this season. This podcast aims to bring together the experiences of professionals who work with communication, voice and leadership skills, but in different perspectives. My name is Ines Moura, I'm an executive vocal coach and I'm the host of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed and you feel inspired. Today, I have with me Jessica Lutz, a former news correspondent in the Middle East for more than two decades. She made a career transition and for the last 10 years, she's been helping clients achieving clarity, focus, inner balance and sustained success with her signature Align method. She's also the co-director of mentoring program of PWI, the Professional Women International Brussels. Actually, it was where we met. Jessica, welcome to this episode. Thank you. It's a pleasure for, for me having you here because you are such a reference for me and you have, uh, uh, you have made a huge career transition. So can you tell us how a former uh, news correspondent now is uh, helping others to achieve success, to empower uh, their lives? So what, what, how was this transition? Well, it, it, um, it was a, a slow transition, I have to say. Um, for a long time, I, um, when I was working as a, a journalist, I was covering a lot of terrible stories, uh, conflict, um, natural disasters. I was actually always witnessing other people suffer. And I had the, the belief that all this suffering was not affecting me that you know i was able to keep it at the distance and um mm -hmm. i was running from story to story and for a long time that went well but then um i started feeling that yeah i was maybe more affected than i than i wanted to so i started to look for ways in which i could become more resilient right and i i For me, resilience at that time, I thought if I don't feel anything, that's mm -hmm. resilience. I now know that that is um, <laughs> that's not resilience, but anyway. Uh, so I, I started looking into ways to heal, and this was in the early days of the internet. Um, and there was actually a lot of information already available. People were putting out um, everything they knew about psychology and psychology had always been a passion of me. So I was very happy discovering all, this, all these things. And so for, for a period of 10 years, I, I kept uh, exploring that field and, and developing myself there, learning more and more and, um, In the end, as I was learning more about that, my, my resilience went further and further down. So in the end, I, I couldn't do journalism anymore. It was just mm -hmm. too much. Um, I, I, uh, I lost all my, my energy, my motivation. And mm -hmm. then, so, so, but at the same time, I discovered how nice it was to actually start helping other people with all this new knowledge that I had. Because as a journalist, I always, my mindset was that I was helping the people whose suffering I was reporting on. Mm -hmm. So that that was my way to make the world a better place. And um, I think part of my, my 
well, downfall is a dramatic word, but uh, let's use that, was me realizing that I was not making as much as a difference as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so I kept pushing myself harder and harder, doing more and more working like day and night, never saying no to anybody who wanted a story, uh, meeting deadline after deadline. And I just ran myself into the ground. Um, and mm -hmm. when I, when I yeah, initially needed to help myself and discovered that I could also help others, that was, that was my, mm -hmm. my big shift that, oh, I can also make the world a better place this way by helping, by really helping mm -hmm. people one-on-one -on -one, um, to let go of the effect of all the trauma they had seen. At the time, I was still living in, in Istanbul and um, the people who did come to see me usually were people who had been um, yeah, traumatized by, by yeah, because they were tortured or because they were in a bomb attack, things like that. Mm -hmm. And what was the moment for you that when you finally realized that you had to, to stop doing what we were doing? Um, well, the, the actual moment was when um, the TV station that I was working for asked me to start doing more. And mm -hmm. uh, they, they wanted me to, to also work for the radio and for the internet, which meant that I would have to work day and night again. And I had actually, over the last years, I had been um, downsizing my work because, because already it was too much. I, I, I wasn't aware that I mm -hmm. actually was... Um, yeah, probably suffering from, from PTSD. Uh, I, I had a burnout, but all these words were actually, it wasn't known at the time that these were, um, yeah, problems that you could, could have run. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, so there was, a, there was also no support in that sense of, of uh, my employer who, you know, if, if they would have known what people know now, probably they would have said, okay, hey, Jessica, you're, you're doing, you're running too fast. Uh, let's, let's have a look at what's going on. But that wasn't happening. Mm -hmm. So I, I was downsizing and they wanted me to, to upscale. And at that point I said, no, it was the breaking I, I can't point. do it anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. you said, you said uh, that you start studying for yourself, like you start to be more interested in psychology and studying this uh, psychological event. And you, you said that you, you were doing this for yourself, right? You were in the first moment, you were not thinking about helping others. And what did you have anyone in your life that uh, helped you at the same point? Like, did you have any mentor or any informal coach or was someone that uh, was there for you or and help you in this process in the beginning? Not really. I I did um, I did go to a therapist, mm -hmm. and she she really did um, help me shift, if you wish. Um, but the thing is that, that people like me, and I see this in a lot of, of, um, of my clients that I work with now, we feel that we have to do everything ourselves and we have to uh, mm -hmm. solve our own problems. We have to, when we fall, we have to get up on our own um, strength. 
and it's very hard for us to ask for help. So I was like that even more. I mean, now I'm I'm not <laughs> that bad anymore. But at the time, I uh, the idea that I would admit to anybody this this yeah what I saw as weakness. It was just uh, out of the question. So no, I felt that I had to discover everything myself. I had to heal myself. I had to get myself back onto my feet again, actually preferably without anybody noticing mm-hmm. that there was anything wrong with me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I did not have uh, uh, yeah anybody who took me by the hand and said, mm-hmm. come on, Jessica, <laughs> let's, let's do this together. Um, no. Because I I saw that as weakness. Yes, I I guess even right now, many people see this like, oh, I don't don't need help. I can Mm -hmm. deal with this by myself. And what do you think are the the things that we we must pay attention in ourselves that could be like flags, (laughs) red flags of, well, maybe I should get some help? Um, Well, the people I work with now are usually very driven but that drive yeah when you when you notice that you are working day and night and that you can't let go of that um the 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 need to prove yourself that you need to prove yourself all the time um you can't take a break because You're not doing something that's useful when you're taking a break. Um, You start neglecting the people you love around you because you must finish this or that particular thing now. And it's more important than anything in your life to finish that thing. Mm -hmm. All these are are red flags that go up. And and all these, yeah, they, they, they make you actually dig yourself in deeper because... You keep being on your own. You keep thinking that it's it's you. You must finish this. You must do this on your own. Um, so when you see yourself doing that, I would say, "Oh, stop! <laughs> stop! 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 Stop!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So so that those are red flags, definitely. And and you as a career coach, uh, do you also? So you start by coaching this personal side how much is from we need to you know first take a look of how we are doing things in our personal life and how does it affect our career so how how do you combine this in your methodology like the personal side the professional side the ambitions where where do you start <laughs> where do i start um well i i start by making people aware that usually they they have all the knowledge they need. They have all the skills they need because people like us, we keep on developing ourselves. We keep learning more. We keep acquiring more knowledge, more expertise. Um, You know, we have minds like encyclopedia. We could do any job in the world, actually, because we know a lot about a lot of different things. Um, Mm. And all that doesn't help you break through to where you want to be. So that's the first thing that you need to realize that it's not about your skills. It's not about your professional knowledge. It's about your mindset. Um, So I I start by 
um, letting them paint a picture of what actually would be this ideal career that they they um, want. And yeah, I have several several stages that we go through to 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 get a very actually concrete image, a concrete mm -hmm. goal to work to work towards. Mm -hmm. Then I go into the feelings of what that goal provokes on the good side, but also on the bad side. So what is it actually that you feel that stops you from achieving it? And often this has to do with permission. You don't give yourself permission to achieve that goal. And that comes from our early childhood. So I, I, I always try to go there as quickly as I can, <clears throat> but Mm -hmm. For many people, that's that's um, it's scary to go there because it has been something that they have been pushing away mm -hmm. throughout their lives. It has been something that they have been running away from. This is often part of your drive. That <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to go through that pain. I run, 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 run because I know I can do it. I know I can do it, and I know I have to prove it that I can do it. Mm -hmm. And but in the end, it it catches up with you. Mm -hmm. um, so but it's, imp it's important to go there because it is it will, absolutely it will be essential the... to go there. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, so I try to get people to go there as quickly as I can. Um, but yeah, I, of course, I allow people to to go in their own pace. But uh, often, <laughs> you know, people people like us, we want results quickly. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, and and we're we're also quite used to pushing ourselves. So. If I say, okay, you need to go to the pain, then um, often they're, they're ready to go there if it's really necessary. Okay, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, and, and, and I, have, I have now developed um, a methodology, a process that that minimizes the pain, right? You don't have to really feel it again. All you need to do is to understand where it comes from. And nowadays, um, emotional intelligence is a big, um, uh, yeah, let's say fashion uh, in, in, in sort of leadership development, career development. And it's said that emotional intelligence is, is essential if you want to move ahead, right? Mm -hmm. It makes you a better leader. It makes you a better colleague. It makes you a nicer person to be with. Now, people like us, we often push away our emotions. So emotional intelligence is definitely important. But what I want to include in it is indeed your rational intelligence as well. We need our mind to make sense of it. So the process that I take you through is, is um, making sense of what happened mm -hmm. in your early life and and to see how this has affected you how this has how you have constructed a set of beliefs based or, or, or way back then and how you're still operating by them so and an identity i guess the exactly. identity hmm. yeah yeah it becomes part of your identity but when you let go of that set of beliefs, actually your real identity comes up because the, those beliefs are, um, well, before I go there, one more thing that's very important is your 
your body. So the physical intelligence. So I go rational intelligence, emotional intelligence, and physical intelligence, because Mm -hmm. what are emotions? Where do we feel emotions in our body? Right. But we are people who block those feelings. We totally ignore our bodies. We don't we don't only look after, we, we do not look after our bodies, but we also, when our bodies give us signals, like, okay, I have a pain. Uh, okay, what do I do? I suppress the pain, either mm-hmm. with medication or just pure willpower. We are excellent at overriding all those signals, not listening to them and keep running, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. So you have to get in touch with the body as well because actually the way our nervous system is designed is that 80% of the signals are from the body to the brain and only 20% is from the brain to the body. So the body gives all this information to the brain, the brain makes sense of it and then gives a a command back or, or, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you ignore 80% of all the information that goes goes on within, how can you be actually whole? How can you be your best self, right? We are alienated from ourselves. And uh, yes. when we are like running, uh, as you said, uh, this uh, like, like, like this program, we are like in autopilot. We don't stop to think, okay, what's happening? Mm-hmm. I'm going to the, the direction that I want in my career, in my life. And this awareness of the body, the emotions, the physiology is so important for you to know, to understand where you are and deciding what to do next. Yes. Uh, because if you never stop, you will never know. And probably you will end up in a, in a situation not so healthy or not compatibly with, you know, the, the things that you want for your life. Yeah. I mean, for, for people like this, burnout is a big risk. I mean, yeah, because you keep pushing yourself, you keep sort of whipping yourself on without getting ahead, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that uh, it's, yeah, I always compare it to, to having your one foot on the accelerator and the other foot on the brake. And if you do that to a car, the engine will burn out. And that's what, exactly what happens to, um, to us people as well. If we, yeah, don't stop doing this, right? We, we have to either accelerate or brake and braking is sometimes okay. It's, it's mm-hmm. okay to take a break and to assess where you are, to look inside, um, and, and, and from there, decide what your goal is. What mm-hmm. do you want to achieve in life? Mm-hmm. If you're always running, for the sake of running, you're, yeah, you're, where are you running? So, yeah. Why and, and to where? Exactly. And also, <laughs> this, this, this change uh, or this uh, moment where you stop and you, you assess where you are and where you want to be. Uh, also, you have to have a growth mindset, I guess. So it's it's very important. Okay, I, I don't need to be doing this forever and because I'm not feeling good. This is not working. So what is um, the importance of having this growth mi- mindset and what it is exactly? Well, all the things that I have been describing are the features of the fixed mindset. You think... You, are, you have a growth mindset because you're running all the time, but actually um, you are running because, well, the fixed mindset sees failure as something terrible. 
So you are running from the risk of failing. You try to avoid failing. So that's fixed mindset. You also find interaction with other people a bit scary because people judge you people so you might feel that you're failing again and mm -hmm. and you want to avoid that um, a person in a fixed mindset keeps her ideas her new ideas all her creative ideas to herself until they're fully formed and only communicates those at the last moment when it's really you know when it's perfect um, that's when you are ready to share your ideas um, so a growth mindset is exactly the opposite. A growth mindset views people as, as ever-changing creatures. The, the fixed mindset is we are the way we are, and this is, that's it, right? That's it. We, this is, yeah. The, the growth mindset <laughs> thinks, no, yeah, the growth mindset is aware of how we constantly change and how that can only happen through interaction with others. And so a growth mindset is essential if you want to be a leader, because if you are a leader, you can't be a leader without followers, which means that you have to interact with other people. The fixed mindset person is a loner, not a leader. And um, the, the, the growth mindset is not afraid to fail because she sees or it sees failure as feedback. Failure is something that you can build on rather than that something that makes you sort of want to hide and, and lock yourself up mm -hmm. and, and feel terrible. No, mm -hmm. failure um, is, is useful. You can't succeed without failure. And also we can learn from others' mistakes <laughs> and learn that from too. others' experience. And there is where mentoring enters. So how, what, what could, can be the role of a mentor, uh, formal or informally, in our development and dealing with the fear of making mistakes or, uh, okay, I don't know how to move on or if I should do this change. What is the, the role of a mentor in our life? Yeah, a mentor is, is somebody who um, shares their experience and who, um, who helps somebody who has less experience, who, who shows the path, right? And indeed, who says, here, I made this mistake and I'm telling you this so that you can avoid making that mistake. Or, but I, I remember very clearly when I was a child, I would never ever want to listen to my parents who said, oh, I've, I know if you do this, it, it, it'll be wrong. No, I always had to find out for myself. So um, I suppose parents are, can be mentors, but in a professional relationship, yeah, a, a mentor is a bit of a, of a, a, a more experienced, a more mature person who shows you the way. Um, and she can be a coach as well, right? She can be coaching you. But the difference with coaching is that coaching often is um, about helping somebody discover, asking the right questions to help somebody discover all that wisdom that you already have within you. So it's also helping somebody find their path, but more from 
from the inside. Um, and the mentor is is somebody who who takes you by the hand and 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 um, they are both important in they are at, at, the, both, same, at the same and, time and, even or yeah in, and usually usually it's 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 a mixture right i mean i have met many coaches who say god how do you do that can can you stop yourself from sharing your own experiences because we're not supposed to do that right well i uh, i very <laughs> i often find it very useful to share my own experiences because it reflects what my clients um, go through and and seeing my perspective on it, seeing how I dealt with it, helps them understand, first of all, a way they could deal with it, but mm -hmm. also what are p potential um, pitfalls. Mm -hmm. So, um, so som sometimes it's good to step aside a little bit from our cultural and then just share the experience because it's it's helpful. But then we go back to the cultural. Uh, I agree. Yeah. How to yeah. do this is a balance. Of course, it, you have yeah. to be experienced uh, also to not interfere with mm -hmm. too many opinions. But when it's useful, you can share it. And then it's a mentoring, I would say, a mentoring or even consultancy inside the coaching program. But it, yeah. it helps the others to accelerate also the path. So it's useful. And when it's useful, we can, of course, do it. Um, so this is a very interesting because it's we need to have this growth mindset to know how when to reach out to others, how when to ask for help, when we should do the coaching coaching process or a mentoring process. And it's something that it's not only in a moment of our life, right? We can do it like forever. We can always mm -hmm. be you know growing and learning with others and also doing coaching for different parts of our of our life. Do you have, for example, any clients that have made like a coaching? process and then it you know it returns for to to achieve another goal for example no i don't <laughs> uh i wish i had um they have everything solved at the first <laughs> at the first moment <laughs> yes i mean for me it's it's um i i i feel often when when people are um done with their their trajectory that yeah I, I it's ready to to let them fly uh, so for me too it's it's a beautiful moment when somebody when I can say I think you're done I think you're ready to mm -hmm. to go out and and meet your next challenge yeah mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and um so I have never personally felt the 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 need to bring people back in. I, I do check on people after, like after several months and, and then again after a year, you know, how mm -hmm. are you doing now? Let me know if there's anything I can help you with, but um, so far so good. <laughs> so sometimes that happens to me because when uh, I have someone that I help uh, with communication skills or voice skills and they, for example, are applying for a position and then, for example, five years after they are in another company, they have more exposure, they have to speak in, a, you know, for different publics. Sometimes people just come back and they have this growth mindset, like communication mm -hmm. skills, it's always an ongoing process. We, I can, we can always evolve, we can always develop more things or and more tools and so sometimes i i still i have these clients that they come back some years later 
because they have this growth mindset that I, it's always good to have someone to give us feedback, you know, because yeah. feedback is really the breakfast of champions. So when we have someone giving us perspective, it's much more easier to, to meet our, our goals. Mm-hmm. And one thing that also I'm curious about is that comparing, do you have, uh, do you see differences in gender? Like you have male clients, women clients, or you only work with women. How is it? Uh, you know what are the, exactly your public? Well, I'm I'm open to to both, but um, I attract more women than men, and I um, that is potentially because I uh, w- when I came back back to Europe from from um, uh, the Middle East, I was actually shocked to see how much women were still set back in comparison to men. I mean, I grew up in a a rather a a feminist household. So in my mind, that struggle was over. You know, we had won the struggle. My my mother's generation had done the struggle for us. And yeah, um, the, the inequality between women and men in my mind was something that, yeah, it happened in the Middle East and in lots of other parts of the world, but not in Europe. So when I came back, I I was truly shocked to see that there was still a pay gap and that there was still a a leadership gap and there were gaps everywhere. So I, I actually consciously decided to that I wanted to work on that, that I Mm -hmm. wanted to help women accelerate. But then I realized how, um, yeah, how this this mindset that I described, how actually it made so many women hold themselves back. It makes women so often keep themselves small because they don't believe they can do it. And there are different reasons for that. One is obviously that um, our professional world has been shaped by men and optimized for men to work in. And often that is not a very comfortable environment for women because women and men actually are uh, a lot more different than uh, than we think. And this is, for, well, it's, it's still slightly taboo to say this, that we are not the same. Uh, but I, I, I hope that, that the world is changing and that we can say that women are different than men. And embrace and that differences. Too. Embrace that difference, exactly. I hope to, to reach a world that where, where women can be women <laughs> and where we can all bring to the table what we have to offer, that we don't have to, to, to be pushed into that mold that we think is the only route to success. Yes, but that or, we can be or ourselves, speak, or speak like a man, because I am exactly a, in, I'm a, in a leadership position like this. No? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is indeed the 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 conditioning that girls get from an early age on. Um, that the the nice the best way to be a nice girl is to to be more quiet to be more serving to be more in the background etc but um and and then the third component is um the 
yeah, the, the feeling that so many women have that they are not good enough. And this is, again, childhood mm-hmm. conditioning. Um, and that's the painful bit, usually, where we have to go. Um, it's it's uh, how you were treated by your parents. And for many people, this is this is taboo to go there because we love our parents and we cannot imagine that they did treat us not in a right way. And often parents do this because they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. They, 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 they don't mean to, um, to, how can I say it? Yeah, to, they, to, to limit you. Yeah, to, to do it on purpose. They want to, <laughs> exactly, or to hurt you. They want to protect you. But this protection often is like putting a lid on, on your beautiful personality, mm-hmm. you know, pushing it down, keeping it small um, so, so that you won't be hurt. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I see that, that that happens a lot more to to women than to men. Mm-hmm. There are definitely men who, whom this has happened to as well. So I'm very open to help men break through what I call the inner glass ceiling as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely women have this uh, a lot more than mm-hmm. men do. Mm-hmm. For all the reasons that, that you said, uh, and we have a lot of this and I, I'm exactly the same. I grew up in a family where you know we were like three sisters uh, we, our parents always teach us like to be very independent. And when I reach, you know, adulthood and I see the world, like not every, everyone was like me or not everyone had the same education as I had from my parents or even you know, my grandparents were, they were also very, I would say, um, you know, not futuristic, but they would sing a little bit more than maybe the others. And I noticed that this is really a thing. This is really, you know, important because women are really, it's not, we don't, it's not our bubble just like the world is quite different from the place where we grow up or sometimes the place where we live. And then we go and see some, what happens in companies and especially mm-hmm. in leadership and why women are so criticized, you know, rather than for small yeah. details, for the way they speak, because they they are too speaking too high or too loud or too yeah. uh, soft or too emotional or too, it's everything like a condition, a social condition, a huge social, social condition. Yeah. And yeah. it's huge. I just noticed it like some years ago and I was shocked. And also uh, we, we work a lot uh, uh, about uh, these things. Also, uh, when I joined, uh, you know, the mentoring program of PWI, that was exactly the goal. Like, okay, what's happening over the, uh, you know, in the world and what's happening with other people and other women that don't have the same empowerment, the inner empowerment, or even from, you know, their parents and how can others can help us, you know, help them to lift and to, to be um, in the in having the, the the life they want, so yeah. that's why we we can really be a help to someone that didn't have the same pillars that we mm-hmm. have, and that that's why having references like other women or even men, but having someone in our life to give us like okay, you you can do this, you can you know yeah. you, you are capable of. Yeah, it's very yeah, I and, think and it can be life changing, right? Yeah, having role like a, as a mentor, you you're also a role model. Um, I believe. Yes. Yeah. But, but yeah, to come back to what you just said, all this criticism and scrutiny that, that women are under, and especially women who aim for leadership, um, 
that's exactly the thing that I would like to help women in that and that I am helping women in that position with is is that when you are aligned inside all that doesn't matter anymore it doesn't touch you anymore and that's that inner calm that inner power that is what I want to help my clients achieve because there always will be criticism and scrutiny and and attacks and and vicious people around you but if you know who you are and what you stand for and that you are 120% committed to that, then it doesn't matter. And you will start attracting allies. You will start attracting people around you who support you rather than attack you. Um, and, and yeah, who share your vision, etc. So So once that alignment is there, once you've let go of all those little cuts that you were given on the way to, to adulthood, you know, once mm-hmm. they're healed, your path is open. Jessica, that's a great advice. <laughs> I think we can, I was asking what advice that you can give, but I think you just gave, you know, the one that uh, wrap ups everything because if we are aligned, and this is also the name of your method, if we are aligned, we can just be who we are and just get where we need to be and not mm-hmm. pay attention to all this noise that it's you know outside with other people. So it's very, very important. So Jessica, thank you so much for sharing with us uh, your story, uh, your methodology, your way of viewing uh, this career empowerment, and not only for women, but also men, and what we all can do uh, is to also have someone to help us, to guide us. And uh, that was very important to know your point of view of all this. Thank you, well, Jessica. Thank you very much for inviting me on your podcast. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. And let's make this world a better place together. Thank you for listening to this episode. Did you like it? If so, feel free to spread the word. To discover more about vocal coaching, you can visit my website, voicepowerleadership.com, or contact me through LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. And always remember, your voice matters. All we need to do is make sure we keep talking.